Hello and welcome to the Ahead of the Game podcast. Hi, welcome to today's show. Uh, we've got the Head of Sports, Stuart Weir, alongside me, Alistair McKenzie, this week. Um, we're looking ahead to the week two in the Scottish Premiership. Um, but the first thing we really want to talk about is the one team that's going to be very conspicuous by their absence, which is Celtic, obviously. I think we might see Partick Thistle. Well, Partick Thistle as well, but it's Celtic's fault, I suppose. Um, they're playing the International Champions Cup, so a kind of lucrative friendly for them. But um, in the paper today, we've got Alan Archibald, who's saying it's a farcical situation that only in the second week of the league they're already um, having a game postponed for a friendly. So, uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, it's beneficial for Celtic, obviously, to be playing uh, Inter Milan uh, in Limerick um, tomorrow night on Saturday evening. Um, we'll have uh, Graham McPherson there covering that for um, our various titles, including the Sunday Herald. So, uh, yeah, but the story today uh, in the Herald by uh, Graham McGarry, Archibald slams SPFL over farcical postponement. And, and I do have some sympathy for... Alan Archibald, at the start of the season, you you want to be doing one of two things. One is having your team out on the pitch to see how good they are. Uh, and secondly, to see if you need any gaps plugged or maybe a bit of strengthening somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if you make a false start, so to speak, um, as the, uh, you know, in the SPFL, so you play one game and then you get a week off, it, it does hinder any kind of progress that you might make. For the life of me, I understand Celtic's position. This is a lucrative competition. Uh, I, you know, you can't fault them if someone comes and offers you a, a large wedge of cash to go and play uh, glamour friendlies. You will take it. But I think the SPFL has to get a kind of head round this one. Um, it's pointless, you know. Uh, blasting off the fireworks and the streamers and everybody donning party hats one week for the start of the season mm-hmm. and you go seven days into the competition and you get two teams who are having a, an idle day of it and and for that I honestly think if it was me I would have the SPFL kicking off and the teams would play uh, Saturday, Saturday, midweek, Saturday after seven days you're three games into the season the season is is well established, and to be honest, you could almost do what you like after that. And one of Archibald's main complaints is that it's it's reflecting badly on the league as a whole if this happens because he's couldn't find an example of it happening elsewhere. So surely that's the SPFL's job, if anything, is to make sure things don't reflect badly on the league. Yes, there is that, but history will tell you that the SPFL don't really have a great track record of either taking on criticism or dealing with it or. Um, in terms of their, their thinking around these things, it hasn't been very inventive. As I say, for, for next year, they could, they could quite easily, um, or next season, they could quite easily look at uh, playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. The, the, the season's well underway then, and then Celtic or whoever it might be could have the following week off. But you've actually played three games rather than this stuttering start to the season where you play one game, a League Cup tie, and then you've got another seven days or ten days before you play your next game. And in terms of Celtic's preparation, obviously you've got a huge game next week uh, against Hapoel Beersheba in their Champions League qualifier. Mm-hmm. So um, is, is it better preparation to have a competitive Premiership game against Partick or to have a friendly but against a team of a higher, I suppose a higher opposition against Inter? Yeah, that's a, a, a good point. I would say it's probably better 
having a game against Inter where you're not exactly going at it 110% and you know the, the injuries will crop up um, but again I would, I would think there's more chance of you being injured or losing a player um, through your activities in the SPFL especially you know against a, a club that really will challenge you in Partick Thistle than there is against Inter Milan you, you can pick and choose who you play for these friendlies so Celtic turn up and only want to start with like five of the normal starters, they can do so. They can use the rest of the squad, uh, or, or give one or two of the guys just a run out for you know forty five minutes, mm-hmm. um, without any fear of dropping any any points or you know or, or being knocked out of a critical competition sort of type thing. And, and, and I think I think it benefits Celtic as well at this time of the season. But I, I I'm equally kind of dubious about the whole way Scottish football is structured. Especially when you have the 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 Betfred Cup, the League Cup competition, you know, kicking off in the middle of the or the second week of the Glasgow Fair fortnight, you could easily have your league if you wanted to bring the season forward, have the league games kicking off there, and then and then do other things later on. Well, the other big piece of news from uh, Celtic today is that Doris De Vries, a goalkeeper from Nottingham Forest, has been having a medical, um, so that could be uh, confirmed later on today. Um, he's 35 years old. It's another example of Rodgers signing what he already knows because mm-hmm. they work together at Swansea. Yeah, and he's a, he's a decent keeper, uh, a useful goalkeeper. And, and at a time of his career, he's 35, where I, I don't think he, you know, goalkeepers can go on for at least another, another five seasons, so he, he might not be ready to just invest in his pension plan just yet but a move to Celtic is actually quite good even if he's just sitting on the bench mm. um, but you do need you do need a, an experienced uh, goalkeeper on the bench it's you know gone are the days where you had um, a reserve goalkeeper or you could pluck someone out of the the reserves or a, a teenager or the likes you know for a good few seasons now in fact a good few decades it's almost been that you've had a, an international goalkeeper as your number one and your number two um, and again obviously Brendan Rodgers has moved here to strengthen his squad and again in bringing in another another player albeit a reserve goalkeeper he, he's, he's now beginning to stamp his mark on this squad and the players that he wants the players that he wants to see there rather than the guys that were there previously Okay, well, let's move on to have a look at the games this weekend. Um, Rangers obviously got off to a start they would have liked to do better with last mm. week. They've, um, they're travelling to play Dundee this weekend. Um, another piece of news that broke this morning was that Greg Stewart seems to have agreed terms at Birmingham and that he's, he's heading down there for medical. So uh, Greg Stewart, Kane Hemmings, leaving Dundee seems to be the big... Um, talking point really yeah. there but they did very well in the first game against Ross County up in Dingwall so how do you see this one going? It was against Ross County I don't want to bring that up of course but it's, <laughs> but no Dundee made a, a good start with an away victory uh, and, and Rangers they huffed and puffed a bit last week um, at, at Ibrox against uh, Hamilton Ackies I mean to be honest in some respects Hamilton Ackies uh, outthought them um, tactically and especially when it came to you know defensively um, Mark Warburton, you know, last week um, would have had his heart in his mouth when you know Waghorn went down injured. Mm-hmm. It doesn't appear to be as bad as it was, but again, what you're saying there, Alistair, is absolutely correct. That uh, Rangers, having drawn and dropped two points against Dundee or, or sorry against Hamilton Rackies last week, 
will be wanting to rectify that against Dundee. And again, here a week ago, we spoke about Dundee and their effectiveness over the season. If they were to lose their two best players, their goal scorer and their most creative player. Yeah. So, you know, they've already lost Hemmings. If they now lose Stuart, um, it, it, it will be difficult for Paul Hartley to replace them because um, they are talented guys. They have track records, hence the reason they're actually no longer at Dens Park because other people have identified how good they are um, and it'll be difficult for him to actually plug those gaps. Um, I think, again, a lot depending on Rangers and how they approach this one, they can ill afford to drop any, any more points uh, given that Celtic made a, a winning start because, again, the last thing you want to be is Celtic having a free weekend and you still finding yourself having played two games yet behind Celtic. And you mentioned Waghorn there, so that was good news for them. I think it's just about two weeks he should be out. Um, how do you see them coping in his absence up until then? He's still their main source of goals for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he has been, and I think they missed him at the tail end of last season as well. I still think Rangers will create the opportunities. Um, it's it's a diff- The difference is, um, or the difficult part is, um, creating and taking. Waghorn is one of these kind of guys who actually can create and take at the same time. He can work himself into a position where he can actually score goals um, rather than the ball being teed up for him. So again, if it's only a couple of weeks, good news for Rangers, good news for Rangers fans and uh, particularly uh, their manager. But, um, you know, again, they scored, scored a few goals against Peter Head uh, the other night. I think they, they looked more as if they were finding their way. Dundee will be uh, stiffer opposition. Um, but I think most Rangers fans will be looking at Rangers to get you know get three points for the first time this season and uh, not put themselves under real pressure for when Celtic come back into league action. Yeah. Um, so elsewhere with the, uh, probably the biggest game of the round really is Aberdeen versus Hearts. So second versus third from last season mm-hmm. um, up at Pataudry and obviously they were both in action in midweek. Got very different results. Aberdeen managed to get through against their United in the League Cup, but Hearts went out and. Robbie Nielsen and his Hearts team are probably feeling a bit of pressure now. They've been knocked out of Europa League, lost their opening game of the league against Celtic, and now they're out of the League Cup. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how do you see them faring up in Pataudry? It's amazing how these things stack up, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, if, if you look at each of the games individually, they did well against Celtic. The the game against St Johnson in the the League Cup was a, a typical cup tie that could have gone, you know, either either way. The the loss in the Europa League um, to Maltese opposition was still a bit of a shocker. But if you then add each the sort of damage of each of those three matches up, there, you know, Hearts haven't made the best of starts, and you know their manager I wouldn't say is under any great pressure just now. But again, these things start to mount up, uh, and and Hearts need to get back to actually you know. And, and win this or, or even try and take a point from Aberdeen we're talking about the teams that were second and third um, in the league um, last season some people see them as being second and third again uh, this season so it, it really is a sort of game of the day um, Matthew Lindsay will be travelling up there for um, for the Herald um, this weekend and, and, and the reason he's going up there you know chief football writer is because of the significance of this game because again it's uh, between two teams who you are looking to um, make a, a challenge on Celtic and neither of the two of them had the best of starts last weekend. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of games in this round that have a lot 
riding on them. So um, Aberdeen as well, they, they only managed a 0-0 draw in their first game of the season. I know they'd been away in Slovenia, obviously had a tiring journey back and so on, but likewise Aberdeen could start feeling a bit of pressure if, like you said before, that they find themselves two weeks in and behind Celtic who have a game in hand. They want to be keeping pace at this stage of the season. Yeah, I mean, I mean the amazing thing out of all of this is that Celtic could have a weekend off from domestic action and still actually be top of the league, mm-hmm. depending on uh, the, the set of circumstances and the, the results elsewhere. Um, St Johnson, they proved against Hearts that they're a match for just about anybody in the top fight. A draw against Aberdeen last week, no, you know, nothing untoward with that. Uh, Aberdeen are a, a decent team. Uh, Motherwell against St Johnson at, uh, at Fir Park. I mean, that, that's got the potential of being a really good game. And again, so much is riding on Motherwell just now and the team that they've kicked off the season with and who Mark McGee might have in terms of personnel um, either next week or by the end of the season. And uh, Jamie Walker's banned, banned for two games that got decided yesterday at his hearing. So, in your opinion, the right call, do you think? Yeah, I mean, having, having watched... Uh, video footage from various angles and also um, checked out conspiracy theories about magic bullets and the likes um, it, the, the, the more you looked at it it looked dodgy at the time the more you actually looked at it that I always thought that he really didn't have any kind of case mm-hmm. and that um, you know eventually it would come down to him um, receiving or confirmation of the two game ban that the SFA were going to, um, going to give him um, you know, I, 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 like, I do like the the wording. Um, he's been offered a two-game ban. It's not like you know you've been offered a two-game ban or a weekend in Paris. It's um, you know what's coming. It's a two-game ban, and and ultimately, he's he's now going to sit this one out. And again, Hearts gambled. They had him available um, for the game in the league, the league cup. He's now now going to sit out two games, and uh, that could prove costly for them. Yeah, it could be a big loss. Um, there's also Highland Derby, so that's uh, another big game. And for different reasons, I suppose, both of these teams have really struggled at the start of the season. Uh, they've both now been knocked out of the League Cup by Alloa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all credit <laughs> to Alloa. They do deserve credit for their amazing unbeaten run. I think it goes back to March now. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not going that well up in the islands. Uh, no, it's, uh, <laughs> Richie Foran, what do you think? Is, is he just kind of learning how to do things still? Or? Yeah, I think he's still he put his... I mean, if, if, if you look at it over the years, you know, Inverness have had some really big characters as, um, as managers, whether it was Terry Butcher or whether it was John Hughes. I think he needs to, you know, stamp his authority on this one. I know a couple of Inverness fans, though, are already calling this the, uh, some kind of experiment. Um, they've been quite uncomplimentary, not only at the, the, the tactics that, of Inverness, but also the, the levels of performance of Inverness as well. And, and again, it's something you don't really want to be dragging on for two or three weeks. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier on with Hearts, you take these results individually, they're, they're poor. Um, Partick Thistle winning uh, last week at uh, Fair Hill, Hill against Inverness Cali Thistle. But you then uh, add into the mix the fact you're also being locked out of the, the League Cup and, and these things mount up again. So there, there is a bit of pressure there. 
equally with uh, equally with Ross County, who I still think was one of the best or the, the biggest success stories in Scottish football uh, in the last couple of seasons, especially they, they, you know, they were jumping on the trap door of relegation one minute and the next minute they're almost mid-table. So, um, but again, you, you want to get into the, the, uh, the winning ways and you don't want to be playing, especially Highland derbies, when neither of the two of you have actually won a game. Yeah, you can't afford another slow start. Um, Hamilton, Kilmarnock as well. I mean, this this is really between two of the teams that were being tipped most by... Mm everyone really for yes. so, um huge game there Hamilton it's quite quite hard to really say where they're at because they played very well like you said earlier against Rangers but then they've just been knocked out of the league cup by Morton in midweek so what's the real Hamilton I, I think question. yeah I think um, I think many a Hamilton Aki supporter would say well we were never really worried about the league cup anyway mm-hmm. um, and still you know Still popping champagne corks at taking a point from from Rangers and a good point at that. Comarnock, uh, on the other hand, um, against Motherwell last week, most people predicted uh, sitting here a week ago certainly thought that Motherwell would win that game. So it proved a lot of pressure on uh, Lee Clark um, at Comarnock. Not just for the fact that they only just escaped relegation last season, but they've had wholesale changes to the team, uh, and then they're popping up. You know they're having to play Hamilton Ackies, who are perfectly capable of matching just about anyone in that league at home. Um, so I, I actually also fancy- lost Josh McGuinness yesterday. Yeah, and I, I know. And, and 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 the last thing you want to be losing is um, what you would describe as some of your assets. But but again. Uh, on that one, Alistair, if you, if you look across Scottish football, and I think you know we might read tomorrow that um, some of the comments of uh, Mark Warburton about basically English clubs coming up here and, and raiding the Scottish League for talent. If you look at what's happened to Dundee, if you look at what possibly might happen to Motherwell, if you look at what's happened to, to Kilmarnock, these are really good players. These are a loss, not only to these football teams, they're also a loss to Scottish football because these guys were actually decent players, entertaining to watch. And again, that's going to take another season to, to, to bring these maybe these clubs back up to speed again. Yeah, not easy to replace when you don't have a lot of money to spend in the market. No, so indeed. gamble really what you're bringing in. Absolutely thing. correct. And you look at George McGuinness as well. I mean, uh, an Northern Ireland international. Um, there are not many, many international players out there who you might pick up for... Um, for free or for you know a, a, a few quid and and again that just adds to the pressure of management on on Lee Clark just now. Okay, well finally it's Motherwell St Johnston, which I suppose you could see as maybe a bit of a fight for the teams looking to get in the top mm-hmm. six this season. That's what they'll be hoping anyway. Um, but Motherwell they took an absolute battering in midweek with yes. Celtic. So yes, lost five nil at Parkheads. Mark McGee said this morning he said that they're not gonna. Uh, have their confidence dealt a blow from that, but surely it's going to be quite hard to pick yourself up again after that. Well, Mark McGee in midweek before the Celtic game was saying, you know, that that um, people shouldn't remember the the last game that they had against Celtic when they took a, a real pummeling then as well. But they should remember the the, the Motherwell Celtic game before that when Motherwell actually won. Mm. Um, however, going into this one, I think the 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 wounds are still kind of raw just now. That was, the Celtic performance was one where they scored five. If they'd really gone at it, 
they could have scored six, seven, eight. It was a, a, a very good performance um, by Celtic. It was a marker of where Celtic were already this early on in the season in terms of the football that they're playing. You know, you add that onto the, the Hearts result last Sunday. Um, but for Motherwell, it was a bit of a shocker. Um, thankfully for them, it is, of course, the League Cup. Um, and, you know, of course, they'll be disappointed and be knocked out of the League Cup. Uh, league matters are much more important. And they've got a chance to rectify that against, uh, against St. Johnson, uh, uh, who we said... A decent result last week against Aberdeen, a good result in midweek against Hearts, um, and that, that could be a, a really good tie at, uh, at Fir Park. St Johnson have had a couple of, it's quite hard to tell what they're going to come out with, because a nil-nil draw their first game, and then three days later it's a 3-2 thriller. Yeah, <laughs> it's like watching the Harlem Globetrotter suddenly, yeah, I mean, and again, St Johnson are kind of... They've been like that over the last couple of years. You know, they've they've they've, they've produced some great performances. I mean, you know, they won the Scottish Cup a, a couple of years back. Um, so they're, they're they're more than capable of of mixing it. But the 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 thing is, the consistency level. Um, in, the, the, in some respects, I think they actually lift their game away from home. They they play in front of you know sparse crowds at McDermott Park. They always have done. Sometimes I think. The, the, the players um, lift their own game because they know they're playing away from home and they'll have even less of a support and sometimes their best results actually come on the road Alright well thanks very much for your thoughts today that's all we've got time for I'm afraid uh, we'll be back again next week again though, so uh, enjoy the football this weekend and we'll see you then Thanks for listening to Ahead of the Game we'll see you again next time